All right. We're going to start in here. Um, we're going through um, doctrine, and we've been talking about, uh, we started off talking about the nature of God and the works of God a little bit, and uh, we've been talking about mankind and uh, sin. We talked about free will. We're kind of going to be in that um, in that topic for a little bit because it forms so much of um, theology. That that one concept um, of the nature of man's sin and, and the repercussions of it forms, I, I would say, the basis of probably one of two or three major conflicts uh, in. In, within Christianity, uh, so it is important for us to to kind of look at exactly what the 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 specifics of it are. So we're going to spend a, a little bit of time on it between probably two to this week, next week, and and maybe one more. Uh, she's not here, so I'm going to hold off on a question that uh, uh, Kay had asked. So we'll answer that under. Uh, it'll actually work in with our material next week anyway. So so we'll just kind of hold off. She had asked the question about, uh, we we're talking about denominations that teach Calvinism. Uh, and so we'll get into that a little bit. It's actually a little bit more uh, intricate than, than I thought. So, uh, so it was a good question. So we want to talk about the, the nature of sin today. And uh, because we're going to lead up into next week talking about original sin and things like that. We've already talked a little bit about that when we handled free will, uh, but we're going to look at it, and I'd give, I don't know if, uh, if anyone else other than the Meads have purchased the book, but he doesn't really, the, the book we're working from is a, a book by a guy by the name of Jack Cottrell, uh, who was a professor, I want to say at Cincinnati Bible College or Ozark, I'm not sure which, um, and uh, so it's actually a textbook that, that we've been going through, but because it's a textbook, it's very expensive. So we didn't, we didn't buy them for everybody. Uh, they're like $60. So, um, so we're working through it, and, and that one section is actually the topic of free will. Is There's not like a long section about it. Like most sections, it's kind of spread throughout. So, uh, so instead of putting all the pages for, for that, uh, we're just going to kind of... Um, kind of go our own direction for a little bit. So one of the, the ways that we, I think, uh, understand what, what God wants to know is just simply run down the verses that, that look at it. And one of the things I like to do is to look at uh, the synonyms for sin, to, to run through those and, and what they mean, because when you when you start group, you can start looking at all the synonyms for sin throughout the Bible. We don't have time to look at all of them. Quite a few, <laughs> dozens of them. But you start to get a feel for what God or how God identifies sin. We know what He thinks of it, but how He thinks of it, and in, in terms of what His uh, what His understanding of it is. So so let's. Um, Jump in. Uh, we're going to just take verses and go around so that one person doesn't get called on extra or whatever. So uh, we'll just start over here, Mark. Uh, if you want to take First uh, John chapter three, verse four. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, 
Sin is lawlessness. Okay, so, so the, the, the first thing we're going to uh, start from, and, and we're going to read a couple of, of these under this passage. In fact, uh, Kat, if you could read Matthew chapter 7, verse 23, very similar. Matthew seven twenty three. So, um, so, so that is an interesting version. Um, some call it workers of iniquity. Um, and so, as we go through here, I know you guys love Greek words. Um, so, but we will every once in a while point out some some Greek words. But uh, uh, the the main concept, I guess, or, or one of the main concepts of. Uh, Sin that we're going to talk about is lawlessness. What 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 is lawlessness? Without law. Okay, without law. What kind of a word is it? What does it refer to? Law. Okay, law. But be more specific. What? Breaking the law. All right. All right. So it's kind of like a legal term. Right. So, so God first looks at it. From the perspective, sin has a, a, a legal aspect in terms of, I know we think, we think we're going to talk about the moral aspect of it, but the first, the first concept that over, God doesn't really differentiate between morals and law and legality. And he, he went through this kind of with the Jewish people who had a law that was both uh, the it, it both defined their religion and it defined their civil code. It was one law, and and in God's mind, it's not really different. Now we don't live under that type of a covenant. He's separated those two things out and just kept the the virtue. But but the concept still is the same in terms of with our respect to God. Sin is it, it's a legal violation if we want to think of it that way. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Uh, Marcia, you want to read that? And then we'll just kind of work around. I said Marcia. Sorry. Margie and Marcia sound similar. Romans 1.18. Okay. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of men who suppose the truth by their wickedness, who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Okay. So the word wickedness, uh, some will translate this as unrighteousness. Same, same thing. It's a word adikos. I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, I'm sure. Uh, what is unrighteousness? <laughs> okay, so, so it's, it's going to be connected to the same what, I suppose we just need to know what righteousness is, wouldn't we? What, what's righteousness? Uh, 
Okay. The word bright is obviously in there, isn't it? Uh, and it is another legal word, actually. Um, and uh, to get a very similar, uh, a different translation of the same exact word, uh, Luke 18.6. Yeah, okay. Raji, would you like to read that? Luke 18, 6. Well, we're going to get every synonym under the sun, so sure. 18, 6 says, Then the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Okay. Unjust, that's the same exact word, adikos. It's a legal word, yeah. Well, anything on is basically reversing what the base word does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the word unjust, same word unrighteous in, in, in terms of the Greek, that, that they would, it would be the same idea. We, again, we kind of, we hear unrighteousness, and I think just because we've got 2,000 years of Christianity kind of being a little bit separated from a, moral, from a civil code, we, we don't see the connection necessarily. We just think of unrighteous. You, you did some bad stuff. And that, that would be accurate. But it's the same legal word, which if, if you would talk about an unjust judge, an, a, an unfair judge, right? a, a corrupt judge. right? So, so there's all these different words that have to do with that. And iniquity, there's, there's a lot of synonyms. And I think the way our Bible is written, um, uh, a lot of times people choose synonyms in English because to have the same word over and over kind of sounds redundant. It's not as nice sounding. Uh, so Becky could speak to that, right? <laughs> in terms of, you know, if you're writing something, you don't want to use the same word over and over. So we use synonyms kind of within our language. And then you go back and you look, that's actually the same word over and over. And there's not really that many different words for something. Uh, so iniquity uh, and, and lawlessness or wickedness, those are all the same word. So, so that's, that handles the legal state of sin. And we probably could could broaden that out and, and include some of our other topics. Some of these I'm like, where do I, where do I separate this topic from that? They, they overlap. Uh, but I want to talk about then the direction of sin. Uh, let's go to, uh, Mike, uh, you want to read Numbers chapter 14, verse 40 and 41. Early the next morning they went up to they went up toward the high hill country. We have sinned, they said, we will go up to the place the Lord promised. But Moses said, Why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Okay. So the word here is uh, to to trespass. Or, or excuse me, to transgress. Why are you transgressing? Uh, the story, uh, you guys know the story? Uh, the story was they had just, the spies had just come back and, and they'd complained. And, uh, and God said, all right, that's it. You guys are walking for a long time. 
I, I've, I've had enough. This is the tenth time, and I'm, I'm done with you. <clears throat> At least this generation. You, you're going to die in the wilderness because you listened to ten people, and only two of you wanted to go and do what I said I was going to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, they did their thing where they were like, oh, we're really sorry, let's go back. So they, they decided, you know what, we're going to go back and we're going to show God we, we really want to do good. We're going to attack the Philistines uh, and, and, and these people. We're, we're going to go back up in there and, and we're, going to try to take, we're going to try to take it. The guy's like, no, you're not. Uh, you're going to die if you do that. Don't do that. Right? And so, so, so he says, why are you transgressing? Why? Um, and, and so... Uh, let's see Romans four fifteen. Okay, Romans four fifteen here. I'll read that. I'll jump up. Then we'll jump over to the other side here. I think we started over on this side last week. We got to give be fair to the other side of the room here. Romans four fifteen is the same. It's it's the same. Now we're in a, it's a different word because that was in Hebrew in the Old Testament, and we're now in the New Testament, so it will be different. Technically, a different word, but it's the same concept. Romans four fifteen. It says, "Now uh, the law brings wrath. For uh, where there is law, there is no transgression." Right. So, so, so you see, it's still connected to the concept of legality. I could have sandwiched this under, but I want to. I want to look at the direction of sin in, in terms of um, it, it's it's a, it's within within illegality. It's it's a specific subtype. What is a transgression? Okay, it's definitely disobedience. Okay. To transgress, what is that? Break that up. Okay, it's to cross the line. Uh, it's to trans, which means across, gress, which in English would be to walk, right? Progression, digression, those, those, are, those are all talking about a process or a progress, uh, which has gress in it. Uh, it is the, the Greek, uh, in Hebrew, it is abar, which means to pass over. In uh, in Greek, it is parabaino, which means to step to the side. Uh, and they always have these. The, the prefixes are are interesting uh, throughout these words. There's always like this prefix on it, meaning not or over against. Uh, this all, most of these words have this prefix in it, or one of these prefixes. So, Ray, you want to uh, get, um, let's see, where were we at? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. We'll, we'll kind of, we'll jump back into the, the story that we just read uh, from, from the Old Testament. Kind of want to get some words and, and, um, and then we'll come kind of, look at the specific type of sin. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Okay, so, so trespasses is, is kind of equated with sin. 
but he calls it trespasses and sins. So what's a trespass? Well, that's obvious, right? But it's kind of almost the same as transgression, right? You're where you're not supposed to be. Uh, and this is a slightly different word, but it actually uses the same prefix, para, uh, as parabaino, but it is parapatoma, which means to fall aside. When we talk about someone who falls away, they're trespassing. They've gone on property they're not supposed to be. Right? And, and so these are all different ideas within sin. Maybe like the transgressions or the trans, transpasses. It puts you over what's right, but you haven't actually sinned. Well, it's it's all it's always. I mean, it, like he talks about forgiving trespasses, so it is. It's definitely a type of a violation. There, there. Uh, you know, and, and and we talked. We looked at the word iniquity and, and carrying his. He put his iniquity. Put our iniquities on him. It's basically, a separation between right. God when you do the trespass. Yeah. So how far do you want to separate? Yeah. You know, yeah. Is a characteristic, and that's what's being pointed out. You're separating yourself from God. Yeah. He's yep. using two words there, so to me, there's a different. Yeah, there's a different nature. There's a different nature, maybe, to things. Or, or again, he could be just using similar words in their own language. Uh, just you know, uh, you'll notice that certain people, like depending on who's writing or who's speaking, like if you're talking with someone, they have words that they use frequently. And so I don't know, maybe John likes one word and. Paul likes another word. I don't know. Um, I thought the difference, though, with a transgression is like against someone trespasses. Yeah, it's, you're that might be an element that, that there's an audience involved. Like you're on somebody. It's not just that you're on the wrong property, but it's, it's with perspective of whose property you're on. Well, right. you know? So, <laughs> so. Would be you're in the wrong. Yeah. You're in the wrong, right? But it's trespass as the idea of it's where you are. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Or you're transgressing against a person, and the other you're transgressing against God. Or, yeah, it could be just that you're wrong versus you're wrong against God, depending on who the audience is that you are trespassing against, you know? I mean, Any party, right, another party. It's involving a d- different party. Sure, and, and that shows the significance of things. That's, that's possibly true. Uh, Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. Okay, would you read that? Matthew 22, verse 29. Okay. So he says, you err. Um, And this is the word to stray. You stray. And I think that's interesting uh, to to talk about. And we think of error as mistakes. And and there are different types of erring. There's different words for erring. Um, But here it's, it's the word to stray. And it, this, again, has the same idea of 
This is where you're supposed to be, but you're not here. <laughs> and, and so, so you, you, we go back to that story of the, the Israelites. And now the exact area where they were was somewhere where God had told them to be. Right? He said, listen, go take Jericho. And uh, they said, oh, no, we can't. So, so it's the same location physically. And, uh, and then, oh, we can't do that. So, so then they, they we're going we're gonna to go take it again. We just decided we were because, you know, we don't want to be wandering where we've just been wandering, you know, for a few days. We, we, we don't want the 40 years of that. So we're going to go back. And all of a sudden, the same location is the wrong property. <laughs> God says, oh, no, you're trespassing now. That's off limits to you. I, I made that off limits to you now. So now you're transgressing, you're trespassing, you're straying. You know, you're, you're, all those things are really true. You're, you're in the area where I have now deemed you're not supposed to be. Uh, so so it's, it's like this direction uh, of, of sin within the concept of it being off limits because it's illegal, if you want to think of it that way. God says, this is not for you. Uh, I've placed this off limits, and, and so you're disobeying, you're sinning. These are all different concepts of sin. This one here, he's answering the scribes or whatever Pharisees uh, concerning the resurrection. You know, the that translation, you, you err, where the New King James says, you are mistaking in your understanding of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, so, so they're, they've strayed in their mind, right? You can stray however you want. It says you stray. The, the reason you, you're, they were straying specifically was because they didn't understand things. They, they hadn't searched the scriptures. That's, that's a good point. Uh, you can stray in a lot of ways. Uh, I thought the Old Testament word that they used for sin was the same word, or the root word of missing the mark, like a bowman shooting. Yeah, we're going to, so, all right, so we can jump to there. Yes, that is the word chatta. We're going to jump there to the end, but that's okay. Every week someone reads my notes up here before the class, so. No, it's good. Um, so that is, to, and a lot, so, so and that's a really good point, the Old Testament word. A lot of people say, uh, and I quoted this incorrectly for years, it is not the New Testament word. A lot of people say, well, sin is the, the word to miss the mark, and it's an archery word or whatever. Uh, it, I don't know specifically about archery, uh, but it is the Old Testament word, chatta, which means to miss the mark. The New Testament word is hamartion. Uh, and uh, again, that's a prefix uh, at the beginning, ah, which is the Greek way of saying not. Uh, anytime you have an ah, right? We do this in the English language too. We borrow this like an atheist or atheist is a not theist or uh, so uh, the word there is not to miss the mark it means to fail to win the prize amartian is the word we get merit from right to merit something to win something and so to not merit it was to to it, it was more a reference to like the games or or something like that where where you fit, you were in a competition and you did not take first place. It could be any. It could be a wrestling competition. It could be a running competition. It could be any competition, but you didn't win. You did not merit it. So, uh, so that is um, 
that is the kind of the breakdown. Uh, and, and we'll come back to that because they, they kind of dovetail with what we're going through. Um, Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse 15. Guy, you want to read that? Philippians 2, excuse me, verse 15. I'm going to look at this. We're going to see two words in here. As we are switching topics, we're going to talk about the condition of sin. Slightly different. It's not in there. (laughs) They took it out. Fifteen. Okay, that's interesting because uh, they've flipped a word, and then they gave. So this says, yours says warped and crooked. Uh, the older version, if you have an older version, will say crooked and perverse. If you've memorized this verse from a long time ago, you'll remember crooked and perverse. And what's perverse? So, so they actually, so crooked, uh, or the first word you had warped. Uh, you've you've heard this word scoliosis. You've heard of scoliosis? That's, scolios means, means crooked or twisted. Um, and that's the first one of those. Uh, uh, and then per, they're, very, they're very similar. Uh, they could probably be uh, similar words. Uh, perverse or what yours translated as crooked it is a, a, just as good. It's the word dia, which means through, and strefo, which is to twist or to turn. Uh, so it's completely turned through or throughout. Um, and that's, that's the word perverse, or as I say in your version. So this crooked and perverse, this is the condition of sin. Right? He's, he's describing what we're not supposed to be. Uh, so he's, it's not necessarily where it is, it's, it's how it is, the condition it lies in. And then um, one more um, Bonnie, if you want to read Second Peter one four. Through these he has given us his very three impressions promises, so that through them we may participate in the divine nature, having escaped corruption in the world caused by Okay, corruption. What's the word you think you when I say corrupt, what do you think? What? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. She was she was waiting for that question. She was like, I'm gonna jump on that one. Right? Corrupt, corrupt. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Don't we all I think our minds are all kind of naturally someone's corrupt. Someone's taking money, someone's, you know, someone's on the take. Uh, that's kind of I think in our culture where that that word has gone. Um, this is one of the few words that isn't a prefix word, not this, or, you know, against this, or through, or across, or whatever. This is one of the few words that doesn't have it. Phthyro. Anyone want to take, that's, so, saying that, that's where our mind 
really goes now? It's, it's obviously, I'm saying, that's not actually the original nature of the word. What, is, what does corrupt mean? I suppose you can get there from there anyway. <laughs> we think, we, okay, so we think dishonest or fraudulent. You know, that's not, that has nothing to do with the actual word phthiro, which is fun to say. What's that? Okay, it's not even not pure. Corrupt has to do, if you, and if you, you'll, this will come out more if we read an old King James, where um, we, ex, we escape the corruption, right? the body talk, talks about the body being, uh, we'll, we'll have a body that doesn't corrupt, right? It has to do literally with the idea of decay, like rotting. I think about a computer file. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good one. You can't use it. Yeah, it's corrupted. It's 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 like gone down to where. Yeah, that's that's a that's a really good uh, analogy and not quite so picturesque. Uh, So, uh, so this is the idea of of corruption. It's decayed. Uh, It's rotting. It's 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 a lower. It's lower quality. It's 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 in this decline process, and that is the condition of sin. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and how to escape it, uh, which is the, really the, the, the thrust of the, the passage is, is, is okay, that's, this is the thing to be avoided. How do we avoid that through all these various things? And so, so, but just looking at the, the nature of sin, which kind of, we're going to transition then to what we call the, the essence of sin. When I say the essence of sin, we're really looking at what the, the underlying concept is. Lawlessness is an aspect, or the being in the wrong location, those are aspects of it. Uh, Leviticus 10, and so, so we're talking about the morality side of things. This is what's maybe carried over that, that we speak of uh, when we're um, in, in, in a new covenant, having lost kind of that connection to legality that we, we don't necessarily think of it that way. Uh, not that it's not that way, just that tends to not be where our mind goes. Uh, let's look at, uh, David, you want to read Leviticus chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. <laughs> you must have the same Bible as Leviticus 10, 9, and 10. You and your sons are not to drink wine or other fermented drinks whenever you go into the tent of the or you will die. This is a lasting obedience for the generations to come so that you can Distinguish between the holy and the common, between the unclean and clean. Okay, so so this is the sin of Nadab and Abihu, when uh, they got trashed and then tried to go into the tabernacle to offer profane to fire and and quite couldn't figure it out. And God's like, we're not going to have that. Um. So, but what's the concept of sin here? How is it described? 
with there he, he, so he's he's giving a duty to them, and not them because they're dead, uh, but the rest of the sons who who survived this incident. What's their job? To distinguish what holy and unholy, right? So so. Uh, the concept of sin and, and therefore righteousness, law, lawlessness versus the law, is the essence of it, is what is holy versus what is unholy. Uh, Apparently they were uh, overindulging and it was clouding their minds. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was doing something. Uh, this, this wasn't, uh, I had a capful of peppermint schnapps. Um, Second Peter chapter three verse seven. Paul, you want to read that one? Ungodly. This is an interesting word. Ungodly. What do you, what comes to your mind? <laughs> not like God, right? The word God is not in here in 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 this word, which I was really surprised. Uh, you would think, okay, you're, I'm going to look and find. Here's the Greek word, and I'm, I was expecting to see some form of the word theos in here, and it's not in here. It means uh, as it's asab. Asabeo, which means not reverent, uh, which is really the same concept of, of Nadab and Abihu. Uh, if I preach a sermon on reverence, I'm probably going to reference Nadab and Abihu. They're one of the prime examples of it. Um, them not being able to be reverent because of the condition that their faculties were in at the time. Uh, so, uh, so the essence of sin... However, this applies. It, it, it's not God. It, it's not reverent of God, which is probably why they translated it that way. It's not holy. It's not. We'd say set in a specific place is kind of the like sanctified. These are hagios is this word, and it means to set something in a special place. And um, so, with that, why is it important? For us to understand. First of all, before we get to that, let's draw a common theme throughout these synonyms. What do most or all of these concepts have in common? Now, they're, they're, all, they're all over the place in terms of this is a legal reference and this is an essence, a direction. or what, These are all different references, but they, they have something in common, or most of them do. Okay. Okay. In in concept, yes, they are all. Mark got up here and read my notes again. Uh, they all are defined by what they are not. Sin is defined by what it isn't. We could go into more definitions and we would see that even they're almost all of them have this prefix that that illustrates that it's not what this is it's not holy it's not this it's 
not where it's supposed to be. It's, it's a cross over here somewhere. And all these words, almost all of them, structure it to say, really, this is what I want. And you are everywhere else. You're not holy. You're not godly. You're not righteous. That's he's defining sin. And this is important because we often think of sin as a thing itself. Sin is not a thing. It doesn't exist in in that sense. The good exists. What God wants exists. God created good. And sin is everything not there. There's no... And this is important. Um, and this is where I, I, this will work back into the concept of original sin. Sin doesn't exist in and of itself. Think of this as darkness, right? Bible calls sin darkness. What's darkness? Darkness doesn't exist. Light exists. Darkness is what where there's no light. All of these things. Sin is always defined as not something. You have to do it for it to exist. If you don't do it, then it doesn't exist. Right. It, it, it's, so that's, this is what I'm saying. It's, it's not a thing. This is important because of the way uh, original sin talks about this thing being carried down. There's no actual thing to be carried down. It's not an existing thing. Like, like I was born and I had like this, you know, like... What's this for? I have this, you know, like my, uh, uh, like my appendix. What's this for? I don't know. I, I, I got this one over here. This is called my original sin. I was like, oh, how we, how we do surgery to get rid of that? I mean, it goes back to the, the idea of corruption. Because when God created all things, all things were fine. When you take them and use them for things that they were not meant to be used for, you corrupt them. Right. So again, corruption, decay, it, it's... it's it's, it's the not the thing. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah, when you, you, you see one thing and you use it in a way other, other than what God had purposed it to be used in, well, then that becomes something, like you said, it is not the original thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want to read two passages, and this is important. It's easy for me to point out false doctrines that other people teach. I want to talk about some things that I've heard in churches of Christ that are important. <laughs> Isaiah 53, and then we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm just going to get my verses here real fast. Well, that's a deep topic. And it's not the one we're on. We'll get there later in the year. So uh, let's look at Isaiah 53 first, verse 6. It says, We like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity... Of us all, and I want to then jump to, uh, and that's that word anomaya or adikema, again mispronounced the lawlessness or 
unrighteousness. And then we're going to look at, uh, where did I go? Here we are, First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, and we'll end here. Um, I'll slip this kind of idea in here and let you ruminate on it. Um, <clears throat> he says, um, very similar idea. He says, uh, it's talking about Christ here being an example. He says, he committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Uh, when he reviled, he did not uh, return. When he suffered, he did not uh, threaten, but he committed, him, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Verse 24, who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed. When you take the idea of what we've talked about, what sin is, that it is not an existing thing. It's not a thing that can be carried down from one generation because it's a thing that can, that can only be done by performing something that's not within the sphere of what God said this is. This is right. This is just. This is honest. This is whatever the category is. Sin is not that. And so if it's not something that can be carried down from one generation to another, then it in and of itself is not something that Jesus can carry on a cross. So why do these verses say that? There's an idea, and I've heard it in a lot of Lord's Supper thoughts from the time I was a little kid, that, that, that Jesus, you'll, you'll hear people talk about, well, and they make these connections to things that really don't connect, that like, We'll say, well, it got dark. Why did it get dark when Jesus was on the cross? I don't know if you've ever heard this one. Well, because God the Father could not look at Jesus because he was covered with my sin. You ever heard that? If you haven't, then thank you for not having ever. That's great. That is ridiculous on so many levels. Right? First of all, it, it violates the actual prophecy of, of Psalms 22. It goes against that passage where the Bible says, no, he hasn't hidden his face from him. Anyway, um, but Jesus did not take a literal sin. Because why? Because sin doesn't literally exist. He took the punishment for sin. So many times the New Testament uses this concept where it's like a metaphor, where it uses a thing where it calls it calls Jesus a propitiation, right? What's a propitiation? Well, propitiation was a part of the Ark of the Covenant where they poured blood. And Jesus wasn't a literal mercy seat or propitiation. All right, it's a metaphor to illustrate the significance of what Christ did. Jesus is called a sheep. In fact, he is, he is called a holiday. He's called the Passover. He's not even called the Passover lamb. He's called the Passover. Why? Because the Passover was represented in the lamb, in the sacrifice. He wasn't a literal lamb. He wasn't a literal holiday. Those are metaphors to take our mind to the significance of what Christ did. Christ didn't literally put a sin on him. It's like, all right, uh, let's see, 1986, Andrew did this thing, and that's over here on my left shoulder. Right? That's not a thing that happened. Jesus took a punishment for my sin. And that's different. And that fits in with the, the theology of what sin 
is based on the definitions uh, that we see here. So we're going to conclude there. Um, we're over time.